The epic 2020 bear market rally is drawing to a close. Get prepared for massive buying opportunities in tech stocks. When you see a bear in the forest, experts say you should make yourself as tall as you possible and make as much noise as you possibly can. This makes the bear think you are too big, too strong, and too much trouble to eat. But a bear is still a bear, and a human is still human. What if the bear gets wise to what's going on? Bear eats human. Central banks can stand up and look tough and act tough and say everything's going to be alright. But what happens if the investing public gets wise to what's going on? Stock markets correct. Giphy, investors, meet bear market. Bear market, meet investors. Ladies and gentlemen, that's exactly where we are right now in this bear market rally. Central banks are hoping all the financial bailout money and implied guarantees have made enough noise to scare off the bear. However, the bear market isn't going away. In fact, this bear smells weakness, all signs suggest this epic bear market rally is almost over. Although the next leg down probably won't be as dramatic as the first sell-off, if history is any guide, we will almost certainly retest the March lows. You should also be prepared to see technology names reach new lows as this great economic unwinding finally reaches technology business models. Here's why. Central banks can slow, not stop bear markets. Near-term growth and market-leading, disruptive technology stocks looks uncertain. 30 million job losses in only six weeks will reverberate through the entire economy. Final thoughts. Central banks can slow, not stop bear markets. Although central banks have already thrown buckets of cash on this roaring bonfire, it's only a matter of time before the cash goes up in smoke. We are currently in the recession worse than 2008, and likely headed into a serious depression. Bottom line, it's not possible for central banks to make the stock market risk-free and therefore it is not possible to kill this bear market. I've been arguing for weeks, the stimulus being injected into the markets, although arguable necessary in an attempt to save jobs is simply confusing fair pricing of securities. This rushed policy will ultimately come back to bite when the earnings of more and more companies start to crash in Q2 and beyond. And crash they will, like dominoes. In the 2008 recession, central banks pumped money into the economy to reverse a credit crunch. Essentially, banks didn't want to lend money to each other because they feared they might not get the money back if they needed it for their own business needs. To fix this problem, Central banks around the world injected cash into the banks, essentially eliminating lending risk. In response, the markets recovered over time. Fast forward to 2020, and central banks around the world have preemptively dumped money into the markets and in the case of the US, the Fed has started buying absolutely every risky asset there is out there, other than stocks. They have done so in an attempt to make investors believe, there is no longer any downside risk in the markets. Uncle Sam will buy any garbage investment to ensure industry insiders don't lose too much money. I'll admit the tactic has partially worked, but it has also come at a terrible cost. Amazingly, rather than accept a bailout with strings attached, Boeing went to the market, in this economy, and sold $25 billion in bonds. Warren Buffet announced over the weekend he sold all of his airline stocks because he thinks airlines will likely remain deeply unprofitable for years. So. You might ask why would anyone be stupid enough to buy the bonds of an airplane manufacturer? Forbes says Boeing is now owned by the banks. Forbes is right. Why not buy Boeing's bonds? The US has already preemptively signaled to investors, Boeing's bond issue is zero risk because the government will buy those bonds rather than let Boeing fail and force banks to take too big a financial hit.
Like the airlines, many business sectors are now facing a bleak future of slow or no recovery. In fact, last week we heard news from retailers like J.C. Crew and Neiman Marcus. They are already in the process of bankruptcy. Any retailers that had weak balance sheets running into 2020 are now failing on a regular basis. These early failures will have a contaminating effect on the rest of the economy, in turn causing more financial stress. Sooner or later, this financial contagion will start to weigh even on lockdown-proof disruptive growth stocks like Amazon, Tesla, Microsoft, and Nvidia. The first domino has already fallen. Near-term growth and market-leading, disruptive technology stocks looks uncertain. Technology names have led markets higher by showing amazing resiliency during this bear market rally. Tech stocks are resilient but they are not immune to a widespread global slowdown. Big tech names will likely lead markets back down. In an attempt to increase holding quality, investors have poured more and more money into perceived safe stocks. There seems to be the widespread belief the world has given up and now we will only shop on Amazon, teleconference from home, and stream Netflix movies for entertainment. I don't want to hammer on technology stocks because I think most of these companies are awesome and almost certainly will continue to dominate the business sectors they are in, well into the future. In fact, Q1 results are not too bad so far for big technology names. However, I think Q2 is going to be a completely different story. A lot of the attributes that made technology stocks resilient in Q1 will ultimately be their Achilles heel in Q2, Q3, and maybe beyond. Much like the initial run on beans, rice, and toilet paper, companies have overreacted by purchasing far more teleconferencing licenses and cloud computing power than they probably need. The last time we saw such a highly negative correlation between information technology stocks and bank stocks was in the early months of 2000. Past performance is no guarantee of future returns however, the following graph makes a rebalancing of technology stocks looks imminent. As companies start to realize how much they have overpurchased and how much redundant staff they have on payroll, cloud-based solutions will start falling back to their long-term growth rates. Unfortunately, I think many investors are still in the denial stage of this bear market and believe AWS and Azure can continue growing at these pandemic-induced rates forever. Bear market rallies don't rise above optimism before turning negative again. Instead, we jump straight from optimism, to denial. Denial is where we have been for the last couple of weeks. Friday's correction may have pushed a few of us back into the fear stage. Desperation will take hold more slowly this time, as the markets grind down toward the March lows. If we fall below the March lows, we will start to see panic again. As the world starts going back to work, the advantages recently awarded the top technology companies by the pandemic, will slowly start to dissipate. Worse yet, as key customers like Expedia, Qantas, and many others begin cutting budgets to shore up balance sheets, the fastest-growing divisions of Microsoft and Amazon may start to struggle, particularly if cloud-based solution growth rates start trailing off. Tesla also had a pretty decent Q1 and announced a long waiting list for their vehicles on their conference call, good news. But the Fremont factory is still closed, for who knows how long. Prudently or ominously, depending on your point of view, Tesla is now seeking rent relief from landlords. I hope Elon has better luck I did trying to negotiate with my landlord. I only invest in disruptive growth stories. I still believe in the migration to, and growth of cloud-based solutions. I still believe Tesla will become a trillion dollar company someday, but right now, these companies seem very overbought. 
The company founders seem to agree. Under normal circumstances, in this coming Q2, we'd expect to make some $4 billion or more in operating profit but these aren't normal circumstances. Instead, we expect to spend the entirety of that $4 billion, and perhaps a bit more, on COVID-related expenses, getting products to customers, and keeping employees safe. Jeff Bezos, April 2020 Like you, I feel it's a little surprising where the market is, tech companies, in some ways, benefit from an acceleration toward digital approaches, even though in the next few years, they'll have a lot of customers they are trying to help out, giving free licenses to, where things won't be as strong. So, if there's any sector of the economy that you can say it's not that drastic of a change, you'd probably pick, technology. But again, valuation is not where I add the most value. Bill Gates, CNN Interview, April 28, 2020 The second domino has probably already fallen. 30 million job losses in only six weeks will reverberate through the entire economy. Can you ignore 30 million job losses in only six weeks? I can't, many of these jobs are gone forever and workers need to migrate to jobs that currently don't exist. 18% of the U.S. labor force has already applied for unemployment insurance. According to Allianz chief economic advisor, Mohamed el we are in the worst recession since the Great Depression. It will make 2008-9 look like a flesh wound. Mohamed el To add to the mess, some lawmakers seem bent on making the economic damage even worse. After rushing trillions in aid to U.S. corporations, Mitch McConnell now thinks to bail out blue states hurt badly by the pandemic is too much of a financial burden on future generations. Forcing states to declare bankruptcy means more job losses, this time for educators, police departments, fire departments, and hospitals. According to a recently released report by the CDC, the pandemic is likely to last two years, with a second widespread relapse this fall. Coronavirus pandemic likely to last two years. Report says the coronavirus pandemic is likely to last as long as two years and won't be controlled until about two-thirds of the GulfNews.com. Recognizing what a monumental effort providing the world with a vaccine will be, pharmaceutical companies like AstraZeneca are already starting to produce unapproved vaccine doses, so by the end of the year, assuming their vaccine is effective and is approved for distribution, they will have approximately 100 million doses for distribution. I think it's hard for people to understand what a massive effort vaccinating the world population will be. There are so many variables, so many things that can go wrong, greatly outweighing what might go right. How the world prepares for the next wave will be critical. Of course, there is a chance a unified approach with widespread testing and tracing might handle a second outbreak well. However, what do you think the chances of a successful, unified, Aggressive approach to a second outbreak will be with the Trump administration in charge. With so much uncertainty on the horizon, it's hard to imagine companies maintaining technology spending budgets throughout the entire health crisis. We need to prepare for the third domino to fall. Final thoughts I wish I had a crystal ball, no one knows for sure where the markets are headed. But when company founders, even in disruptive companies who have weathered the pandemic storm so far, see clouds on the horizon, I take notice. What makes bear market rallies so insidious is that they make investors believe the worst is behind them and this, in turn, tempts investors back into the market too early. After over a decade-long bull market, investors are naturally accustomed to buying on the dips, but a bear market eventually saps away investor confidence. Bear markets break investors by slowly grinding lower.
month after month after month. And after the record long bull market, we've just experienced, it will take time for bulls to realize the stock market cannot continue to rise if the worldwide economy is contracting. It will take time for the hopeful to give up and throw in the towel. If I were giving advice to a friend, I'd say the following. If you're in cash, stay in cash. There is no way a major event like a worldwide pandemic will be resolved in a few months. This will drag on for a year or more. Take a look at the markets again this summer to see where they're at. If it's a bloodbath, think about putting some money to work. If the market is still in denial, wait until the end of 2020. If investors don't capitulate by the summer, they will after a grossly incompetent Trump administration response leads to a massive relapse of the pandemic and a second lockdown this winter. Disclosure, I hold approximately 95% cash as I publish this article. Please seek professional advice before making any investment decisions.